org. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHAR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to Hi, it's 611. What are you doing? It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792 Sons, most stimulating talk. Oh boy, three things I think you need to know. So, President Trump says, all right, it's official, National Guard, they are going to the border and they're going to help the Border Patrol, but what will they do? Thank you very much. Um... Quickly, they'll operate in supportive roles, surveilling, vehicle maintenance, border wall repair, and it says here a number of other duties. So border agents can work on frontline apprehension. I guess it's a support situation. Will it do much? I don't know what number of duties. I don't know, but we'll have to see. Uh, Also, start. You think so? I think so. Okay. Well, uh, second thing that I think you need to know. Uh, It says here... That the Central American caravan of illegal aliens, because they kind of are illegal. They're illegally in Mexico, aren't they? Anyway, they said it'll end in Mexico City. I don't know if I trust any of this. Story from Reuters. Central American migrants stranded on a journey through Mexico because of President Trump's pressure on the Mexican government say they will struggle on towards the U.S. even as their caravan said it would disband in Mexico City. Huh. So uh, we'll get to this. Uh, Well, it says here, they're scared of the kids, fearful of the risks of the children. Among the, it says here, bedraggled, what a word, and tired not of travelers. So the Pueblo Sin Fronteras, the open borders people, said it would end in the capital, not at the uh, border as it was planned. But they said it's not because of Trump. I don't know. Again, is this the dilute thing? Dilute? We'll see. Remember yesterday? You know, maybe they shouldn't have used the kids as... uh... As fodder or again, for the media. Or, or maybe this is a bunch of garbage, and they're saying they're going to do it, and then instead of being one big group, small groups will go. We'll get to that. Third thing I think you need to know, uh, Governor Ducey has put more details out about his school safety plan, and he wants to add 100 more police officers to schools. But I'm thinking, we did this story a couple days ago, or was it yesterday? There were, no, maybe it was two days ago, Tucson. Weren't there like only 19 school resource officers in like 87 schools or something like that? Yes. 82? Yes. That's just in the Tucson school district. How many schools in Arizona don't have school resource officers? And it's being met with some criticism even from Republicans who, again, have said, we need to have staff members, faculty, teachers, whomever thinks that they're up to it to go through training to arm themselves to really, really protect everybody on the campus. We'll see. Three things I think you need to know. Now, this is, uh, this is epic. I generally have shorter sound bites on this show. Um, but there was no way to not do this. If you have been listening to the show for a long time, do you remember uh, Gabby Mercer, uh, Gabby Salcedo Mercer? 
She gave an epic speech eight years ago about SB 1070. The Tucson City Council went viral everywhere. She's a very smart lady, very nice lady, fantastic human being. So she gave that speech and it went viral and it was epic, right? Well, something similar happened, not about immigration, but about guns. In Greensboro, North Carolina. The Greensboro City Council is apparently as dumb as the Tucson City Council. They're think it's true. They're thinking about getting rid of the the Greensboro Gun and Knife Show. Because you know that's where the bad guys go to get guns and knives, right? Right? They're thinking about it. I mean, some genius actually said, why don't you we went to the to the mic at the city council meeting and said, why don't you guys have more job fairs instead of Gun shows. Excuse, wait, excuse me? Yeah. Uh, somebody addressed the Greensboro Coliseum Managing Director, Matt Brown, and said, why won't you have multiple job fairs for people instead of gun shows? I don't know, maybe gun shows make them more money? I'm just... Why not just do both? Maybe, as long as someone wants to pay, right? So, literally, they were thinking of this. Some, some young woman, obviously dumb, said, for too long, Greensboro has hosted an annual gun and knife show allowing people to take advantage of the gun show loophole and bypass background checks here in our city. Hmm. Really? Okay. Sure. And you know, here in Tucson, they won't have any gun shows on city-owned property. So the Tucson Convention Center will lose out on a lot of money, no gun shows, blah, blah, blah. Yet we still have people getting shot. We still have armed robberies. We still have people getting murdered with guns, right? Every day there's like some kind of shooting. It's in the news. I can go to, I can go, I can tell you one right now. It, it's there. So apparently after the school shooting in Florida, some city council members said, you know, maybe we should cancel the gun and knife show. The city attorney said, the council doesn't have the power to cancel this show or ban the Coliseum from holding in the future. Maybe it's not city-owned. I don't know. So anyway, they, they did that. The mayor said, we never once said we should close down any of them, stop selling any sort of guns, but we do have the Coliseum. It's a city-sponsored building. Oh, for me, it was our little thing that we thought we could do. Genius, right? So there's a gentleman that shows up. There was actually some really good speakers. But this guy nailed it. Just out of the park. Mark Robinson. And there's no way that I could just cut this down. This is not scripted. That's what I left at the beginning. Off the cuff, this guy literally destroyed the city council, the mayor, the anti-gun people, everything else. Do I have to say that he's black? You Sometimes, you know, because people don't think that... I mean, they, they stereotype. Let's just put it out there. They stereotype. This is, uh, this is a guy that is an American that doesn't fit the media's description of what he should believe, how he should act, that kind of stuff. So he just, he's fed up with this stuff. You know, you're trying to just basically take people's rights away. It's all, you know, good people have to suffer, blah, blah. So he gets up, he goes to the city council meeting, and this is one of the most epic things I have ever heard, and I want you to hear it too. Listen. Uh, I didn't have time to write a fancy speech. I didn't have time to, you know, I didn't have the, the resource of an English teacher to sit down and write a speech with at school today and be, you know, brought over here or practice or anything. 
What I really came down here for is this. Uh, I've heard a whole lot of people in here talking tonight about this group and that group and domestic violence and blacks, these minorities and that minority. What I want to know is, when are you all going to start standing up for the majority? And here's who the majority is. I'm the majority. Oh, boy. I'm a law-abiding citizen who's never shot anybody, never committed a serious crime, never committed a felony. I've never done anything like that. But it seems like every time we have one of these shootings, nobody wants to blame, put the blame where it goes, which is at the shooter's feet. You want to put it at my feet. You want to turn around and restrict my right, constitutional right that's spelled out in black and white. You want to restrict my right to buy a firearm and protect myself from some of the very people you're talking about in here tonight. It's ridiculous. I don't think Rod Serling could come up with a better script. <laughs> it does not make any sense. The law-abiding citizens of this community and many communities around this country, we're the first ones taxed and the last ones considered and the first ones punished when things like this happens because our rights are the ones that are being taken away. That's the reason why I came down here today. Gun show or no gun show, NRA or no NRA. I'm here to stand up for the law-abiding citizens of this community. Because I'm going to tell you that what's going to happen. You can take the guns away from us all you want to. You all write a law, I follow the law, I'll bring my guns down here, I'll turn them in. But here's what's going to happen. The Crips and the Bloods on the other side of town, they're not going to turn their guns in. They're going to hold on to them. Yep. And what's going to happen when you have to send the police down there to go take them? The police can barely enforce the law as it is. It's what I see. We demonize the police, criminalize and, and, and vilify the police, and we make the criminals into victims. And we're talking about restricting guns? How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that when the police department's already hamstrung? You're not going to be able to go down here and take these guns from these criminals. So the criminals are going to hold on to their guns. They're still going to have them. They're still going to break in my house, and they're still going to shoot me with them. And guess who's going to be the one that suffers? It's going to be me. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, it is not going to happen without a fight. And when I say fight, I don't mean shots fired. I don't mean fists thrown. I mean I'm going to come down here to this city council and raise hell just like these loonies from the left do mm -hmm. until you listen to the majority of the people in this city. And I am the majority. The majority of the people in this city are law-abiding. And they follow the law. And they want their constitutional right to be able to bear, to bear arms. They want to be able to gun go to the gun show and buy a hunting rifle or a sport, a sport rifle. There are no military-grade weapons sold, showed, uh, sold at the uh, gun show. An AR-15 is not a military-grade weapon. Anybody that would go into combat with an AR-15 is a fool. Mm -hmm. It's a semi-automatic 22 rifle. You'd be killed in 15 minutes in combat with that thing. So we need to dispel all these myths, and we need to drop all this, all this division that we got going on here. Because the bottom line is, when that Second Amendment was written, whether the framers liked it or not, they wrote it for everybody. And I am everybody. And the Lord Biden citizens of this city are everybody. And we want our rights, and we want to keep our rights. And by God, we're going to keep them. Come hell or high water. Unbelievable. I mean, there, yeah. There is, here I am. There is no way. I want to keep some applause in there. There's no way. I applauded. I know. I, that's why I said, and and you were you were doing it. And, and there's other applause. I, I know. There's no way that. Um, 
that you can argue with that, can you? The passion. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. I didn't have time to write a fancy speech, and he just, he summed it up just like that. And there was no way I could actually cut those into smaller sound bites without having it get the entire context in there. That was unbelievable. I'll put that on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. I mean, it's it's just great. And we need more people just to have common sense like that. And I really think there are. Like he said, I, I mean, say what you want. I mean, it's like the Republicans are hoping to lose. The story yesterday I talked about it with Mitch McConnell saying, Oh, you guys are winning our face. It's going to be rough. Do you really want that? I mean, I think they do want it to happen. They don't want to deal with Trump. But Americans aren't going to stand for it. I know it's going to be tough, but you know what? You're going to have to force them to work with him. That's it. You could comment if you want. 880-KNST, 880-5678. We got more great news. Because this is is a good day. It's a very good day. We got more great news. Um, Coming back in, uh, in about four minutes, another city in California says, forget this sanctuary state crap. We're out of here. We're going to join the Trump administration and sue California. And the mayor that's behind it that says this is horrible, an immigrant himself. Wait till you hear what he has to say. We'll get to that coming up. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Hello, what is happening? 629. Uh, Shockingly enough, it is going to be a bit warm today. Not super hot. We're not in the triple digits yet or anything like that. 57 out now, but it's going to be sunny and 90. 90. But then think of this. According to the uh, reports that I'm looking at next Friday, 76. But it'll be in the uh, close to 90 till probably next Thursday. I'm cool with that. All right. Um, in about 10 minutes, we're going to get to, we We got to play it again. It was just so flipping good. The Martha McSally, if you missed it, the Martha McSally Lou Dobbs, where Lou Dobbs... Uh, destroyed Martha McSally. She went on national news again, hoping to get just the same generic questions. Instead, she got hit up with talk radio-esque questions. How cool is that? Oh, I can't even talk about the, the town of California? We'll do this real fast? I hold it, yeah. I hold okay, it. okay, okay. Hang on. I was wondering about this. So we'll get to, since I said we'll get to McSally, hang on. Richard... Went, Richard, you, you went to uh, the Martha McSally Saddlebrook Republican Club uh, thing I yesterday? I did yesterday, and, and I uh, wanted to ask the questions that you indicated that you would have asked her. I asked her um, why she's been unavailable, uh, uh, and I asked her also if she'd like to respond publicly to why she didn't reschedule the, uh, the meeting that she said that she would um, schedule. And in both instances, she never answered the question. She said she's busy getting her message out, um, and she oh yeah, she said she has it on your program. When I followed up and asked her what what about the rescheduling, she said kind of laughed and said, "Well, God bless Garrett, he can he wants." Wait wait, wait 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 you you cut out right there. So you hang on. So you said how, how why didn't you reschedule to go on Garrett Lewis's radio show? And she said, "God bless Garrett." What? She said, "God bless him." Oh. I think Martha's tapping into your phone. Hang on, I'm Richard. I need you to see. Are you are you up in Saddlebrook right now? This is so ah. this is so disappointing. But it's so good. I know. Tell him. You know, hang on. Hang on. Get, get Richard's number. We call him back. 
I want to hear this. This is killing me. The suspense is absolutely killing me. Killing me. We're going to get Richard on, on the other side. Uh, in, in eight minutes, then we'll play the McSally Lou Dobbs stuff. Um, I'm glad she said, God bless me. Uh, I don't need your prayers, Martha. I need your answers. Uh, so anyway, we'll hear what Lou Dobbs had to say, and we'll hear what Richard had to say as well. By the way, the town in California is uh, Escondido. They voted four to one, four to one, to, uh, to say, uh, we're out of here. We're done. And they had a lot of people. I mean, people were fired up about, about getting out of that sanctuary state uh, law. They, they were fired up. People were for it. People were against it. They're all fired up. The mayor is a legal immigrant himself. And he's like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. We'll get highlights of that meeting. Uh, throughout the show as well. And don't forget, 710 this morning, also, by the way, retired border, uh, retired immigrations inspector, I should say, retired immigration inspector and a retired um, special ops guy who wrote a book is going to tell us what he saw in his career on the border, uh, people trying to get in here, his perspective. It's really incredible stuff, the insight that he has. Uh, we'll find that out at 710. Are we cool with Richard in like uh, in a few minutes? Yeah, I told him I'd give him like 10. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, we'll hit Richard again, exactly what McSally said to him. When he asked her why she won't come on the show, I love it. It's so freaking good. We'll get that coming up. And uh, Martha getting uh, destroyed by uh, Lou Dobbs coming up as well. Right now on KNST, it's Fox. Bean talk. I know Mr. Allen wants a, uh, a winter hat. He does? Yeah. Well, he's got a bald head. He needs a winter exactly. hat. Exactly. Uh, he'll tell you cold doesn't hurt on. <laughs> cold doesn't hurt on. Cold doesn't hurt on. He'll tell you that. I think it's fantastic. You got to call, you gotta call uh, um, uh, Richard back, by the way. Uh, 641, three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, President Trump has put out the outline of what the National Guard are going to do at the border and pretty much surveillance, vehicle maintenance, border wall repair, and then just basically do things that let Border Patrol do their job, not get distracted in that aspect. Let the Border Patrol agents do their frontline apprehension. That's what administration official told reporters on a conference call on Wednesday. That's what they are doing We'll see if it makes a difference. Some agents love it. Brandon Judd said he loved it. Others say it's, it's a waste. It's a dog and pony show. We'll, we'll see. Second thing that I think you need to know, the Central American caravan is going to apparently end in Mexico City, according to the group that organized it. But migrants say, screw that. We're going to America. We're going. But so what? I, I don't really understand this whole situation. Um, apparently, there were kids in the caravan suffering from diarrhea, vomiting, respiratory problems, dehydration, said a local doctor. So they say it's dangerous. No kidding, it's dangerous, which is why we need a wall, which will say it's not worth it, but whatever. Or is this just the, also the dilution? Like, well, go in small groups. We'll see. Third thing I think you need to know, uh, Doug Ducey, more details coming out about Doug Ducey's plan. He wants to add 100 more police officers in schools for the entire state. Really? It's about $104,000 per officer is what it costs. Uh, he's now going to ask for $11 million to do this. Uh, or we could actually just have teachers and staff and everybody else learn how to protect themselves in case, right? I mean, wouldn't anyway, that's what I think. Three things I think you need to know. Now, before we get to the uh, Lou Dobbs, Martha McSally kerfuffle, which is on my page, my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. I could follow it. You could see it whenever you want. Uh, let's go back to Richard. Richard uh, went to the Saddlebrook Republican Club meeting yesterday where Martha McSally was there. Richard, are you with me now with a better connection? Yes, we have a much much better uh, connection. Perfect. Yes. So you're yes. you're up and in you're up in Saddlebrook right now. 
Yes, I'm. Yes, I'm calling you. Yes, from home. Yes. Oh, awesome! So it's lunchtime up there in Saddlebrook. No, I'm just. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I attended your session la- last month, and she grew about the same size crowd as you did. Oh well, you know, damn! I should mine should have been larger. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> you stood up and you literally asked the questions. Why don't you yes, reschedule to yes. go on Garrett's show? What did her face? What was her That's facial expression at that point? She, not, she just looked nothing. Nothing one way or in the other. One way or another, and. Um, I, I wanted to ask, and I was the first re, uh, person to, that, that she called on publicly, and I and, and then I, I asked her uh, as a follow up question, would you care to respond to uh, to why you haven't rescheduled the meeting as yet? And and Garrett, she said, God, God, she just said, said, God bless Garrett, and she said, I've been on his show, and um, I'm just busy getting my message out, mm. and she she never indicated one one way or another that. It's, she was sorry that she didn't come or made an effort to uh, to reschedule. And one other thing, I just ran by Ryan. The second question was from another uh, another gentleman. Asked her if she was ready to respond at the meeting uh, to the request to debate the other two opponents. Ooh, and, and, yeah, and she, yeah, he was well a well uh, spoken gentleman. And she, and then she kind of just stared at him and said, "We don't have a finalized ballot yet. When we have a finalized ballot." I'll debate, but until we get that ballot finalized, uh, yeah, get a finalized result of the primary, I think she's going to debate the other two candidates. Yeah. So she's, she's, was, so she's full she of it. Publicly. Yeah, so she's, so she's full of it, though, because, I mean, she could mm. debate Kelly. Kelly Ward is on the ballot. There are no yeah. signatures. It's, 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 not, it's not even a question. So, dude, you guys did awesome. Were there, was there any, yeah. like, hooting or hollering or anything, like, when you asked the question, when are you going to be on Garrett's show, or when that other guy said, when are you going to debate the other two opponents? Uh, I, some, uh, I was very happy to hear it after, afterwards. Uh, several people came up and said, thank you for asking those questions. Uh, I was delighted to hear that. Uh, public, I think everyone's very polite, so there was no applause or anything, but it was just, no, no one, there was I no gotcha. response. When you know what's funny? I, I, but I do, uh, I do think you, you did have a good representation there. I think people listened to you, and they were familiar with the topic. They knew that what I was talking about, I, I, I could just tell. And I, I think the question still begs to be answered why she doesn't respond and she's not available as, as Kelly has been to you. Yeah. You're and listen, I can call Kelly's people. And usually unless she's like traveling in the middle of nowhere, yeah, you know, she'll, she'll yeah. come on and answer questions, but you know, it's funny. Martha's like, I'm too busy getting my message out, which is why I can't go on a radio show yeah. to speak yeah. to tens of thousands of people. Yeah. It's, but, it makes a lot of sense, but she did say, God bless you. So hopefully that, that, that helps. Does, did you think she meant it though? No, <laughs> no, no I don't. I don't think so, and it was very quite dismissive. And really, to, to, to the questions that she that she wanted to answer, and gen, and generally, uh, Garrett, the, the beginning I would say at least thirty or forty percent was her uh, association with the military, the A ten uh, pilot experience that she said that she was a, a squadron commander, and that also she had spoken in the White House directly with a group of people about the A ten, and she was a, a proponent to keep. To, to keep it uh, flying, and she also gave uh, President Trump her A10 lapel pin directly from her oh. lapel to his to his hand, hoping that he would continue to fund uh, the, uh, the the A, the A10 oh, program. Yeah. Did anybody ask her so, if she voted for Trump? I should have said that nobody, yesterday. Nobody. Oh, that would have been a good question. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I, I was I was thinking you had said yesterday on the broadcast. Those were some of the questions that, that you would have asked her. So I, I just jotted them down and said, if I get a shot at it, I'm going to ask her. Dude, you're awesome. My, 
That was my first question. You're you're awesome. I tell I tell you I tell you what. Um, I I also I'm I'm and ask her about leadership. Like uh, why 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 did she sign the omnibus no. bill? Why didn't she demand Paul Ryan put the the bar, no, border wall funding in there? All. No, no, she mm-hmm. she alluded to the fact that she supported the wall, and no, com- completely contrary to what was on the program yesterday. No, did she, she? She's totally in support of the program. Never got into the weeds about anything. It was just very you know superficial, very surface uh, level, huh? Uh, absolutely, very very surface. And I think she consumed quite a bit of the time rather than talking about the issues. She was very interested in talking about the 810 program and her experiences in, in the military. Yeah. And I told her that I'm a Vietnam-era veteran and, and and kind of tried to break the ice with it a little bit, but I think she overextended the military experiences, which I think is a big sell here in a very conservative community. The, the, oh, yeah. The, the military affiliation. And I, think, I think she's very smart. And I said, one more thing, I know you, uh, you've got to go. She does not, and she said that she doesn't... Uh, uh, name her opponents by name. She never meant, never mentioned Joe. She didn't mention Kelly, and she didn't mention by name her the, the, the Democratic Kristen, uh, the Democratic yeah Kirsten Cinema. Uh, yeah, she 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 said she's been told by her handlers not to mention the, her opponents by name. And so again, she she, she never, can't she can't think for herself. Her handlers had to tell her she, that she she never meant she never mentioned anyone by by name. Hmm. So and, nor did she mention you by name. Except then when she said, oh, God bless Garrett. Yes, God, God bless Garrett. Let him think what he wants. I've got a message to get out, and I'm doing, I'm doing the best I can. And, wow. And she took the next question. That's cool that I'm living in her head rent-free. I'm enjoying that. It's, it's yeah, nice. She's, she's, pretty, she's, she's, she's quite deft. She's, she's good. She's very enthusiastic and kept, kept people interested, and she's a good, good talker. But it's so, so is Kelly and Warren. I yeah. think both of them are very, very uh, proficient and uh, uh, capable people. Okay, but there was nothing really that like made you. She no, nothing gripping, no issue where she's like. No, no, nothing. No, n- nothing. Now, okay, nothing. Do, do you do you support her or do you support Kelly Ward? I think I would vote for Kelly Ward. Okay. After after seeing both, and also we went to see Joe yeah. and also you, and I would see uh, it would be it would be Kelly Ward primarily because of Kelly's availability. I, I just was it Monday. I mean, within a half hour or so, she was on the program with you, and she speaks directly to the issues. Yes, she does. I really, I really respect her for that. Yes, she and does. I, 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 her heart is in it. Did Mark? Did, did Mark? Sally said those, yeah. that she's been running for Senate for three years. That's Wait, Mc, she just said, Mc, she said Mc, she's been running for three years now. So you know, it's about time. Mick Sally said she was running for Senate for three years. That, that Kelly was her. She didn't mention. Oh, well, she Kelly. doesn't say Kelly. Okay. But she, she said her opponent has been running. She has been so. She's the only female opponent. I've been running for three years now. Did Mar- did Ke- did Martha did Martha mention yesterday that she has ovaries? She did. She did. She actually did. She, the 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 lead up to that was, you know, she's she you know the expression that she got got them by the you know you know what gonads the testicles yeah yeah but but she, rather than that she said I got them by the ov- she got them by the ovaries she and, said that you know, she did say that I got them by the ovaries yeah uh, and uh, it got it drew a laugh. But she did say that. Of course she did. Yeah. Of course she yeah. did. Did I, she did yeah. she say she's after taking on the terrorists? She's not afraid of liberals in Congress. Mm, no, no, no. Okay. no, she was she was busy talk, telling about telling us about her eight ten experiences. Mm. Oh boy, oh boy, and, and that was a, a leadership. And I think she was implying also, Garrett, the leadership with the being a squadron commander because she mentioned that probably three times that you know, that she's she's a leader. 
and military leaders. Did she say anything about the border wall funding that they're going to prototypes? They're going to be built. That's going to have anything like that, or no? No, no. She she can she's good. She controlled it. She controlled the entire conversation. Mm. Okay. Uh, anyway, so and, and, did her, did she look over at her? Did she look over at her handlers when you said why didn't you go on Garrett's show? I, I couldn't. Like I couldn't find any because I had a I had a follow up question because she said with with uh, with President in President Trump's office that she was the only female combat veteran in the Congress. And I think that's what she said, the only female combat veteran in the Congress. And that's not true, because Tulsi Gabbard, the congresswoman from, uh, yes, from Hawaii. the Democratic Hawaii. one, yes, that's right. Yeah, yes, and she resigned from the National Committee and, and, and uh, supported Bernie Sanders. But I know she's a combat I know, I know who she is. I've spoken to her. So I, I wanted to go to one of her handlers and say, you know, I just want to make sure I have, a, I have that correct. Uh, I couldn't find there was no, no one around her. Okay, but, uh, but she's not the only female. She's not, the, and, and for your listeners, she's not the only female uh, combat veteran. Tulsi Gabbard served uh, in uh, in Iraq, and she's an excellent Democrat, and she's a Democrat. Okay, so there's at least there's at least two. Okay, I got that on my record. Man, and, I, and, and it doesn't look like it's going to be a debate. No, of course not. Not not, not, not until the. the uh, but and she also said that by far. This is in the beginning. She has a, a commanding lead. She didn't say what poll or anything, mm. but she said we're doing terrifically. We're far, we're far ahead. We just want to hold on to our lead. Sometimes she's probably thinking, "Why talk to you? Why get on your?" Yeah, station? that's the thing, yeah, you know. But, yeah, if you, if you, want, yeah, you can only lose. You, you know, can only, you dance around the ring when, when you're up, when you're up in points. You dance around the ring, right? You don't want to you don't want to take any shots. Nope. So, all right, Richard, man, th- can you hang on for me? Ryan wants to talk to you. He has a message oh, for you. Okay. But, dude, well, you are, thank, you thank are you. And awesome. Thanks for coming out last month. Oh, I had a lot of fun. Thank you very much, and thank you for telling us about all that. I was wondering. I think we need a shirt that says, grab them by the ovaries. <laughs> Sick. People totally take that out of context. Did anybody <laughs> ask her for proof, by the way, that, that she had those? Oh, stop it. MRI? Six, 654, we'll continue. We'll get, we'll get to the Lou Dobbs mixed out. I think we will. It's KNST. You're shot at $1,000 now. Text the word LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 707. It is your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNS, TAM, 792 Sons, most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. You think the Martha goes into the three things now? Oh, 100%. Okay. First thing I think you need to know is uh, President Trump said, yes, National Guard going to the border. And he said uh, what they're going to do, at least according to an, an administrative official, uh, National Guard will work on vehicle maintenance, surveillance, border wall repair, and other duties to let Border Patrol agents do their frontline apprehension. Hmm. Is this something that is just a dog and pony show? Will it make a difference? I mean, Brandon Judd on the show yesterday said it will, so we'll have to find out about that. Second thing that I think you need to know is that the, uh, the Central American Caravan, the caravan of migrants or illegal aliens, whatever, according to Reuters, says the caravan is going to end in Mexico City because kids are getting sick, uh, diarrhea, fever, vomiting, that kind of stuff. Uh, however, migrants said, you know what? We're getting, we're going, we're going. 
We're headed to America. I don't know what I trust here. Again, the director of Pueblo Sin Fronteras said, we're not stopping because of Trump. It's not because of Trump. They didn't want to put the kids on the freight trains. How'd you think you were going to get up there? Or is this just the the dilution? Will they come up here in smaller groups? We'll have to see. Third thing, I think you need to know Martha McSally. Martha McSally. Uh, Apparently, she was at uh, Saddlebrook yesterday. We just heard from a, a listener. When she was at the Saddlebrook Republican Club, the first question that was asked to her was from this listener, and he said, why don't you go, why don't you reschedule to go back on Garrett Lewis's show? <laughs> and she said, God bless, Garrett. And then she said, I'm too busy getting out my message. Don't you love that? Why should I go on a radio show? I'm too busy getting out my message. Why speak to tens of thousands of people when I could talk to you dozens? Right? Getting out my message. Tens of thousands? Yeah, that too. Come on, don't 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 yeah. don't downplay yourself. Hundreds ten, of thousands. Ten, tens of hundreds. Tens of. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, thank. I can't. That's just awesome. That's what was the second question? He just he, somebody asked the next question too about the debate. Oh yeah, when you get to debate people, and she said when they're out, when when the ballot is official, when the ballot is official. Maybe we should call Kelly Ward and ask if the ballot's official. That's a good idea. I'll text her guy. Yeah. There we go. Three things I think you need to know. What a morning. Uh, we have so much to get to still. Um, am I pronouncing his last name correctly? Uh, Mike Ligon? Ligon? Ligon. He'll let us know. Wrote a book 10 years on the line. And I generally never, ever, ever do book authors, but this is pretty This is pretty freaking cool right here. Right? This is pretty cool. Um, he's called into the show. He's written a book. He's a retired immigration inspector, former special forces guy. Uh, and... Um, he has some some great detail and experience. Can talk about the things that happen on the border since this is such a big deal now. Uh, Mike, thanks for joining us again from down there in Sierra Vista. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Excellent. Doing? All another, right. Another another beautiful day in Arizona. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So let me ask you uh, again, National Guard. National Guard. Um, you're a guy again who spent a lot of time as an immigration inspector, everything like that. Uh, I just said what the National Guard is going to do, which. I mean, it looks like what they're going to do is, uh, again, just do things to let Border Patrol do their main job. Is that yeah. a good idea? Or is this yeah, just... I, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've uh, seen this script before, and it's the, the definition of insanity, you know, doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Putting the National Guard on the border puts a lot of money in a, a, a large voting block of Arizona's pockets, which makes Governor Ducey happy. Uh, but it's like it's putting lipstick on a big, ugly pig. Mm. And uh, it's a totally feckless, just like the feckless decision to do so. To me, it's like Trump is is punching with styrofoam punching ba- uh, boxing gloves on this immigration because he's not doing anything that's really going to have an effect. Um, See, but then again, Brandon Judd on the show yesterday, who was the head, he's the head of the National Border Patrol Council, he said, we love it because it lets us go do our job. There's contractors that are doing those. They already hire truck mechanics or vehicle mechanics. There's already engineers working on the roads right on the border fence, quote, fence wall uh, roads. There's already people doing that. They've had them doing doing that for decades. There's nothing going to be different other than uh, having people get in the way that aren't trained. Okay. I've seen it twice when I was working on the, on the, in the, at the Douglas Port of Entry. They get in the way. They they don't have any law enforcement training or authority, and they walk around uh, waiting for the next uh, ch- uh, next break, next lunch uh, to be brought in, and uh, enjoying the per diem, which is significant. Okay, 
That's a very interesting perspective. Uh, now, your experiences of, uh, of of being there on on the border and uh, immigration, dealing with people as they come across stuff like that. Um, I mean, you told me and Ryan in the past. There's there's just uh, insane things that they they. Uh, I, I guess the corruption. The corruption is pretty pretty insane. Um, members of Congress know exactly what happens. I'm assuming that's what you think, and they never do anything about it. Oh, I know exactly. Uh, uh, so, okay, so give me some examples. Talk about some things that you've seen that are just outrageous. Okay, uh, one evening, and this will affect Arizona, Arizona taxpayers, um, um, a woman, uh, very humbly dressed, late one evening came in asking for a permit to go to Phoenix because her daughter was there in the hospital and was scheduled for brain surgery the next morning for her um, epilepsy. You know, heart-rending story. Very humble lady, very, very polite. Uh, but she didn't have any proof of residence or economic so- uh, of employment in Mexico, which is an indicator of living here illegally. Mm-hmm. It's the most blatant indicators, and it's mm-hmm. the ones where requ- we, the only way we have of vetting people coming in that they have a reason to go back. So I brought her into the interview room and asked uh, a Hispanic uh, inspector to come in, female, to come in with me just to make sure I, I didn't miss any gaps in her, uh, in her statement. And um, she said that, you know, her husband was up there with her daughter, uh, that she was going to rejoin. She had gone back to her home, her village in Mexico, to raise money for the medical bills. Mm-hmm. said, well, how much money did you raise? And she said about $300. Well, brain surgery is obviously not $300. So I was in a quandary. I wanted to help this lady, but she didn't have what she needed to, to enter the United States. Uh, to get a permit. Now, these permits are for automatically six months, regardless of, of their reason for entering, which is another thing that needs to change. But as I'm uh, looking at my partner, uh, I said, I'm inclined to, to help her somehow. But uh, And then my partner kind of, by body language, I could tell she didn't agree with it. And uh, with women on women, you know, they have their radar that men don't pick up. Exactly. On, so. Women are the and, meanest people toward women, of, of, you know, anyway. It, so it's just yeah. how it is. I was going to go get, ask a super, tell the supervisor about her, this medical issue, a humanitarian thing. And this little voice in my head said, look in her purse. Now, we can look in anything anywhere uh, because it's the, the border and uh, without a warrant and probable cause. Uh, reasonable suspicion is what we is the only thing we require. Okay. So I looked in her purse, and the first thing I pulled out was a letter from the Arizona Cost, uh, Cost Containment Health Service, ACCESS, they call it. Guess what the letter said? What? Congratulations. You, uh, you and your daughter have been awarded $140,000 in ACCESS uh, uh, care for you for your diabetes and your daughter's epilepsy. So she'd been living in the United States illegally, and she was using uh, access funds for medical care, uh, which was a big deal. Okay, so knowing that the resistance I was going to get from management, I told her to go back to Agua Prieta, and I held on to her documents. And I did some research at home overnight, and I came in. The first thing that the Mexican Moses, that was the supervisor who became the port director because she did everything uh, but open the gates, and uh, she yelled at me and said, "Don't you know we don't enforce that law anymore?" The law she's referring to is uh, 9C, which is public charge, which is grounds for deportation. Uh, because and, they 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 don't have, they have no actual right or anything. They they can't actually 
get those kinds of benefits because they're not, they're not here legally. That's correct. That's a no-brainer, right, to most people. Well, the Mexican Moses yelled at me in front of everybody, customers and fellow inspectors, that we don't enforce that law anymore. And I took out the little uh, notice from headquarters INS saying, listing the, as a reminder to the inspectors on the line, the laws that we do enforce, and guess what? 9C public charge was on there, and that was only two years old. And so she had, she had the deer in the headlights look. That actually went up to the district director in uh, Tucson who texted back saying, well, you know, he's right, but uh, there's laws and then there's laws. And, you know, they sent somebody down from Tucson to retrain me. Are you now, serious? And what year was this? Oh, let's see. It was sometime at, uh, around 2002 or 2006. So you got Bush, you got Bush in charge, yet they're trying to train, retrain you to make yeah. sure that you just don't follow laws and the taxpayers get to, uh, to get to pay the medical bills of any yeah. illegal that comes here. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, in the early to mid-90s, California did something strange. They actually had their Medi-Cal people go down on the border at San Isidro with, with Tijuana and they linked up their computers, and they did checks of uh, border crossers with the Medi-Cal to see where the fraud was. And uh, it was amazing. Within 90 days, they were, set, they had, were saving tens of millions of dollars in uh, welfare fraud. It, caught, it was so effective that uh, all the border states decided to have, hold a conference in Phoenix and uh, coordinate this effort to save state taxpayers, you know, quite a bit of money. Mm -hmm. And uh, for some reason, the conference was canceled. And it has never been heard of since. So if, we, if Governor Ducey wanted to real, uh, help along the border, he could have the access people go down to the ports of entry and just run border crossers' cards through their, their names through the computer and see who's getting access illegally. I can tell you, it'd be shocking. Wow, and this is just one of the things oh, and, that and you've another seen. Thing, another yeah. thing the Mexican Moses told me yeah. when, uh, when I tried, she said, what would happen to all the excess workers if we deported every illegal that's getting access? Oh, my God. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I wrote it down the evening that she told me that. I kept a, a journal. Now, is there anybody, the I, I got you, is there anybody that you could have told her supervisor, anybody, no. That could have gotten her in some kind of trouble. I mean, she doesn't deserve, she didn't deserve to have her job. Well, I've She's heard like that a quite frequently, and uh, she wound up being the port director because she knew where all the skeletons were, and she towed the party line. Uh, so uh, the, the, the law enforcement-minded inspectors on the southern land border are browbeaten into uh, doing their jobs as, quote, a service versus law enforcement. And... What that, what that's uh, uh, covering is uh, the Mexicans' right or any aliens' right to entry, it, 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 but particularly because it's eighty percent Hispanic, the, the, it, they consider it a right for Mexicans to enter the United States, and it's not; it's a privilege. I mean, and you guys are the ones that are supposed to enforce the actual laws. Holy exactly. smokes! Yeah, holy this, smokes! This, this dichotomy just tore me up for 11 years and nine months, I got to tell you. And people are shocked to hear stuff. Uh, when my first book first went out, um, people were texting me and says, these people should be in prison. Yeah, they, they should. Yeah, they should, but instead they get promoted and uh, 
put in charge. Have you ever and talked the, to any lawmen? By the way, this is, uh, is it Mike Ligon? How do you pronounce your last name? Ligon. 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 And his Abraham, book is Abraham Ligon. There you go. Ten, his book is Ten Years on the Line: My War on the Border, and you can find it anywhere. Uh, just Google it, and you're good. Now, again, did you ever talk to any lawmakers? Any ever, ever get any anybody uh, on your side that could do anything? You know, oh, there, there's always the political posturing of people coming down on the border and, and being seen, getting on the news, getting bit, you know. Uh, the pictures and the and the film on the news, and and that looks good, but it's more lipstick on a pig, and uh, they they don't do anything. It, it's it's just rhetoric. It's not actual. And you uh, sit back and say this can't this can't be, this can't be that difficult to solve, right? It's not. It's not. For instance, I give you an example. Hang on. You know what? Give me an example. In one second. I got to take a quick time out. We'll come back with you. Okay. It's, this is called an invitation for people to stay. We were told by people don't call it a tease. Teasing is mean. So stay with us, and you'll find out how Mike thinks we can solve this problem. We'll continue in 5. KNST AIM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Integrity. Uh, according to the Inspector General's office, uh, as far as uh, people being bought off, it, it's an easy thing to do. They don't even have to turn their heads. I was having a conversation with some guy, the old guy at Coffee Club at McDonald's a couple of days ago, and they said, yeah, all they'd have to do is have some money put in their bank account and turn their head. I said, they don't even have to turn their head. They just wave their hand. Possibly is the code word. And that's basically the... And, and wait, wait, wait a second. And so they pay off inspectors or pe- oh, border yeah. patrol agents? Yeah. People just, so oh, they, yeah. they come, they, they walk through the border, they just slip them cash, and they just move right on, right in front of you. It's, it's been witnessed. Yeah, yeah. There, if you Google Douglas, Arizona, you'll, uh, you'll, uh, you'll find an article of several articles on... Uh, it being the most corrupt port of entry in the United States. That's not my opinion. When I signed on in July of uh, 2006, uh, excuse me, uh, 1996, uh, that's, the, that's the first thing an ethics, ethics representative from Washington, D.C. told an assembled staff in their conference room. And I thought, wow, you're joking. And I, and I tried to make it a little little lighter. I said, you mean because it's the largest federal agency in the government? He said, no. Any way you measure it, immigration is the most corrupt federal agency in the, in the government. Uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of money involved in illegal immigration. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and drugs. And uh, when there's that much money, you know... You have cheap labor, you have bribes, you have all kinds of stuff going on. Smuggling, human smuggling, it's, it's sad. Uh, yeah. Listen, Mike, we got to run, but you have stories like this. They're all in your book, right? Right. I want yeah, lots of them. Okay. That's all it is is stories. Oh, man. All right. It's called, an, it's called an epistolary. I just learned that word. It's a style of writing using documents and letters. So uh, it's, it's very specific. I name names. I, I'm very specific with dates and times, and it will shock the American public. I'm just amazed that uh, the public hasn't risen in rebellion against our swamp. It's because they don't know it. They don't know you it. Can't, you can't change immigration if you keep reelecting swamp creatures. Yep. You know? That's why we need to get Kelly Ward uh, elected and uh, help change it. I gotcha. I gotcha. Listen, man, again, 10 years on the line. It's on Amazon, other sites as well. Uh, Mike Legan, thank you so much, man. I know you've been listening, and we'll be in touch, okay? All right, Garrett. Have a great day. You too. Take care. 733 will continue uh, you can react to this if you'd like, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Then we got to get to the California, another California town.
Another California town says, we're done with this. We're suing our state. We're joining Trump. Wait till you hear what happened at that meeting in Escondido, California. It's coming up on KNST. We know you're thinking everything he's saying. Well, except for the crazy stuff that's flying out of his mouth. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. All right, 741, three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster has said National Guard is on the border. It's going there. Um, They're going to do, it says here, basically some stuff to let the Border Patrol do their job. They'll do other things, surveillance, vehicle maintenance, stuff like that. But then there's another story that I saw. Uh, report it says that the Pentagon is looking at ways to expand border duty. So it's it's not just going to stop with the National Guard. Apparently, apparently Trump's talking to General Mattis, and he said we we're going to be doing things militarily until we have a wall and proper security. We're going to be guarding the border with the military. That's a big step. We haven't really done that before, uh, or certainly not very much before. Hmm. How about that? We'll find out more details as it happens. Second thing. That I think you need to know that migrant uh, caravan apparently is going to disband. Even the Trumpster tweeted about that today. Uh, apparently the kids were getting sick. I mean, no kidding. They put their kids in danger. Geniuses, right? Um, Trump tweeted the caravan is largely broken up thanks to strong immigration laws of Mexico and their willingness to use them so as not to cause a giant scene at our border. Hmm. I, don't, I still don't know if I actually trust... Mexico on this because some migrants are we we're still going we're still going we're headed up there and is this part of I mean they're working the listen they are working the I, the Mexican government is working with these migrants I I don't know what to believe I don't I just don't trust them I just don't trust them we'll have more on that in a second too third thing I think you need to know apparently Martha McSally at her Saddlebrook Republican Club event and we we'll, we got to put that guy's call up on the website after the show right and so we put it on my iHeart channel and put it on Facebook and everywhere else. Uh, a lister said he was able to ask the first question when they said, we'll take calls for the questions from the audience. Richard, right? That was his name, Richard. Richard said he got, he, uh, he called in and he said, I asked Martha, why have you not rescheduled to go back on Garrett Lewis's show? <laughs> and she gave a very, very, you know, when you don't like someone, you're like, God bless them. And that's what Martha said. She said, I'm too busy getting out my message to go on his show, which makes literally no sense. And then the next question somebody asked was, when are you going to debate Kelly Ward and Joe Arpaio? And she dodged that one, too. So when, they, when the ballot's official. So there you go. Martha McSilent. Three things I think you need to know. I don't get it. I'm not a bad person. I just ask questions, right? So we have that. All right, Escondido, California, the latest. They're the first, uh, first city in, uh, in the very leftist San Diego, the home of Ron Burgundy, San Diego, to say we're done we are done with this sanctuary law we are suing the state of california this is not good and by the way their mayor is an immigrant a legal immigrant can you play 124 real quick we'll play some of this sam abed is the mayor uh and he was talking to a, a person from fair federation for american immigration reform about this and this is what he said here we go you know sadly enough the progressive and the liberal in sacramento are disconnected from the cities and local government here and they want to take our local policing power away uh, i think there is a strong support against sb 54 mm -hmm. uh, except governor brown you know uh, they continue to harbor illegal criminals harboring and protecting illegal criminals and giving them more rights than our citizens is immoral 
is illegal and it's unconstitutional. Yeah. So I'm very proud that my city and the city council is leading the way in joining the federal lawsuit against SB 54. There is an overwhelming majority opposing the sanctuary state now because it's hurting the community. Under SB 54, the illegal immigrants are affected more mm -hmm. because there is no more coordination with ICE in targeting criminals only. There you go. And, um, I mean, it's amazing. You have a, a, a legal immigrant mayor. Compare him to what Jonathan Rothschild, the mayor of Tucson, sounds like. Right? A dopey mayor of Phoenix. What was? Is he still there? Greg, uh, Greg Stanton? Thought he wanted to run for governor or something. Taking a stand against Trump. We don't want Trump coming here. Blah, blah. And you have this guy who's a legal immigrant who gets it. Shouldn't that get the media's coverage? A legal immigrant mayor is suing the state of California trying to overturn the sanctuary state status? Isn't that a big deal? A legal immigrant? Would it? They go crazy when an alleged Republican named Jeff Flake goes after Donald Trump. That's a big, oh! But a legal immigrant says, "We've this is stupid. We're done. Nothing. Four to one, by the way, was the vote. Four to one to uh to sue now i also want you to hear from the fox news report on this 123 if you don't mind what some of the residents sounded like and let me tell you there again they were hispanic residents in trump hats and they were yelling and i'll put the video on my page at knst.com and on my facebook page um it was really incredible i mean it's again it's not you're not going to hear a lot of this or see a lot of it because it's not the narrative the media wants you to believe that's what it comes i mean i sound like a conspiracy theorist but it's true you think they want you to see people that aren't white speaking out against us? They want to see nothing but white people speaking out against us so they can frame it to be, you know what, a bunch of white people don't want immigrants here or illegals or whatever. No. Give me a break. Listen to what happened. Here we go. They can no longer divide us because we have been fighting for way too long. When you crossed our border, you became illegal Ooh. and you became a criminal. By oh. deporting my family? Is that the reward I get for my hard work? We're talking wow. about tearing families apart. This is a very real thing. It breaks my heart to see all the hatred in the room. Um, the mainstream media is at fault because they demonize anyone who's against any type of immigration. If you want to be there is nothing in the Constitution that says that one rogue state can can make policies that affect the whole nation. I like Jerry Brown. I, I wish he was. I wish he was the president. What we really need to do, or perhaps Washington and and the state leadership needs to do, is sit down and have thoughtful discussions about what is a, the right solution. What's, com what's not only legal, but what's also compassionate. I came to this country 45 years ago with me and my mother, okay? Mm -hmm. 45 years ago, we were not offered sanctuary. We were not offered an easier, softer way, okay? We were told you have to be an American citizen, and here's what you have to do. And we did it. Please vote to support the motion. Four yes votes. This is the wow. right thing to do. You know, I was elected mayor to keep the Constitution, to uphold the Constitution, and to keep our community safe. I am committed to do that, and that's what the council did today. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that awesome? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Who's next? You know there are even more cities in California that are going to keep on talking. I think there's rumors of six more that are going to, that are going to come out and say, we're going to vote against it. We're going to vote against this. We're going to join the lawsuit. We're done with this stuff. This is not good. 
Are we finally getting some normalcy back? Are we finally, is it, it's going to take a while. It's going to take two terms of Trump at least. But I think we're on the right road, right? I mean, it seems that way. But all of a sudden, crazy California does something really crazy. And all of a sudden, cities and counties are not, are not fearful anymore. They shouldn't be fearful to say, we're done with this. We've had it. I mean, there are lawsuits all the time. Remember, Tucson sued the state of Arizona because they wanted the ability to destroy firearms that they confiscated. And a state law says you can't do that. They, they sued Arizona. They lost, but they did it. You can't speak up and say we want to keep our citizens protected. You, what do you mean we can't have our local police or sheriffs talk to, uh, t- talk to ICE agents or Border Patrol agents? That's crazy. And people have had enough. They've had enough. And I think it's fantastic. 880-KNST, 880-5678. I'll put that on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio. Like it, follow it. We'll get some of your reaction. We also had to get to uh, what they're doing in Greensboro. Uh, and also, I mean, the, um, geez, that, uh, that story of a, you ready for this? I mean, this is another thing. A black parent, very upset that her, her, her child was sent home from school, second grader, with information about white privilege. Tell me things, they're going to get back to where they are. Maybe I'm just an optimist, but I really believe it. We'll get to all this stuff coming up. KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word bank to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to 200-200. Yes. Hello. It's 808. It's Thursday. Can you it's Thursday already? April 5th morning ritual, Gary Lewis. KNST AM seven ninety two sounds most stimulating talk. Uh three things that I think you need to know. Three things. Uh number one, President Trump put National Guard on the border and they're gonna do some things to Free up the Border Patrol so they can do their main job, which is frontline apprehension. So that's a pretty good thing right there, right? And then, apparently, Trump said he's talking with uh, Defense Secretary General Mattis. Because he said, quote, we're going to be doing things militarily. Until we have a wall and proper security, we're going to be guarding our border with the military. It's a big step. We really haven't done that before. Or certainly not very much before. So they want it. They want to. They're getting real about this. They're getting real. Um, A spokesman. Where the Pentagon said there are a number of ways the Department of Defense is already supporting Homeland Security's border mission. We're still in consultation with the White House about ways we can expand the support. That's a big deal. That's someone that's taken this seriously wants to get it done. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that the Central American migrant caravan. They claim it's broken up, but some of the migrants said doesn't matter. We're going. We are going. We're headed to that border. I don't care what you have to say. I don't know if I trust any of this because Mexico, I told you yesterday, they told them go in smaller groups, go in smaller groups. Yeah. And by the way, Mexican senators are urging the president of Mexico, Enrique Peña Nieto, to temporarily suspend cooperation with the U.S. on immigration and security issues because of Donald Trump's angry tweets. Are you serious right now? Do you really want to go there? Really? They reject our efforts to militarize the country's shared border, yet they militarize it on the southern border. Really? You want to go there? Hmm. You guys want to get put into vats of acid by the cartel? Third thing. It's true. Third thing. I think you need to know Martha McSally. 
at Saddlebrook yesterday, the Republican club. First question asked to her, you'll hear it in a second. Why have you not rescheduled going Garrett Lewis's radio show? I mean, that's just awesome. Second question. Why have you not said yes to a debate with Kelly Ward and Joe Arpaio? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hostile territory up there at Saddlebrook. Three things I think you need to know. She was asked that, and of course her answers were, I'm too busy to get out my message to go on Garrett's radio show. Think about that. Too busy to get out my message to go on Garrett's radio show. All right, so Richard actually uh, let us know right off the right off the bat on the show, and I just think it's epic. I mean, you need to hear it. It's so good. He's up in Saddlebrook. He called, and he's like, listen, I, I got to tell you what happened. And it's not me that's just saying it. Just listen. This is the guy that said the question. This is so awesome. Listen, here we go. Richard uh, went to the Saddlebrook Republican Club meeting yesterday where Martha McSally was there. Richard, are you with me now with a better connection? Yes, we have a much much better com- uh, connection. Perfect. Yes. So you're yes. you're up and in you're up in Saddlebrook right now. Yes, I'm. Yes, I'm calling you. Yes, from home. Yes. Oh, awesome! So it's lunchtime up there in Saddlebrook. No, I'm just. <laughs> um, and, I, and I attended your session la- last month, and she grew about the same size crowd as you did. Oh well, you know, damn! I should mine should have been larger. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> you stood up and you literally asked the questions. Why don't you yes. reschedule to yes. go on Garrett's show? What did her face? That's what was her That's facial expression at that point? She, not, she just looked nothing, nothing one way or in the other, one way or another, and um, I, I wanted to ask, and I was the first uh, person to, that, that she called on publicly, and I, and, and then I, I asked her uh, as a follow-up question, would you care to respond to uh, to why you haven't rescheduled the meeting as yet? And and Garrett, she said, God, God, she just said, said, God bless Garrett, and she said, I've been on his show, and. Um, I'm just too busy getting my message out, mm. and she she never indicated one one way or another that she was sorry that she didn't come or made an effort to uh, to reschedule. And one other thing, I just ran by Ryan. The second question was from another uh, another gentleman. Asked her if she was ready to respond at the meeting uh, to the request to debate the other two opponents. Ooh, and, and yeah, and she, yeah, he was well a well uh, spoken gentleman, and she, and then she kind of just stared at him and said, we don't have a finalized ballot yet. When we have a finalized ballot, I'll debate. But until we get that ballot finalized, uh, yeah, get a finalized ballot as a result of the primary, I think she's going to debate the other two candidates. Yeah. So she's, she's, was, so she's full she of it. Publicly. Yeah, so she's, so she's full of it, though, because, I mean, she could mm. debate Kelly. Kelly Ward is on the ballot. There are no yeah. signatures. It's, 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 not, it's not even a question. So, dude, you guys did awesome. Were there, was there any, yeah. like, hooting or hollering or anything, like, when you asked the question, when are you going to be on Garrett's show, or when that other guy said, when are you going to debate the other two opponents? Uh, I, some, uh, I was very happy to hear it after, afterwards. Uh, several people came up and said, thank you for asking those questions. I, I was delighted to hear that. Uh, public, I think everyone's very polite, so there was no applause or anything, but it was just, no, no one, there was I no response. You. you know what's funny? I, is, I, but I do uh, I do think you, you did have a good representation there. I think people listened to you, and they were familiar with the topic. They knew that what I was talking about, I, I, I could just tell. And I, I think the question still begs to be answered why she doesn't respond and she's not available as, as Kelly has been to you. Yeah. You're, and listen, I can call Kelly's people and usually unless she's like traveling in the middle of nowhere, yeah, you know, she'll, she'll yeah. come on and answer questions. But you know, it's funny. Martha's like, I'm too busy getting my message out, which is why I can't go on a radio show yeah. to speak yeah. to tens of thousands of people. Yeah. It's, but, it makes a lot of sense. 
but she did say God bless you. So hopefully that 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 helps. Does, did you think she meant it though? No, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think so. And it was very quite dismissive. And really, to, to, to the questions that you that you wanted to answer, and gen, and generally, uh, Garrett, the, the beginning, I would say at least thirty or forty percent was her uh, association with the military, the A ten. The pilot experience that she said that she was a, a squadron commander, and that also she had spoken in the White House directly with a group of people about the A-10, and she was a, a proponent to keep uh, to keep it uh, flying. And she also gave uh, President Trump her A-10 lapel pin directly from her oh. lapel to his to his hand, hoping that he would continue to fund uh, the, uh, the the A- the A-10 oh, program. Yeah. Did anybody ask her so, if she voted for Trump? I should have said that nobody, yesterday. Nobody. Oh, that would have been a good question. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I, I was, I was thinking you had said yesterday on the broadcast those were some of the questions that, that you would have asked her. So I, I just jotted them down and said, if I get a shot at it, I'm going to ask her. Dude, you're that awesome. My, that was my first question. You're, you're awesome. I tell, I tell you, I tell you what. Um, I, I also, I'm, I'm, and I ask her about leadership. Like uh, why 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 did she sign the omnibus no. bill? Why didn't she demand Paul Ryan put the the ball, no, border wall funding not in there? At all. No, no, she mm-hmm. she alluded to the fact that she supported the wall, and no, com- completely contrary to what was on the program yesterday. No, did she, she? She's totally in support of the program. Never got into the weeds about anything. It was just very you know superficial, very surface uh, level, huh? Absolutely, very very surface. And I think she consumed quite a bit of the time rather than talking about the issues. She was very interested in talking about the eight eight ten program and her experiences in in the military. Yeah. And I told her that I'm a Vietnam era veteran and and kind of tried to break the ice with it a little bit. But I think she overextended the military experiences, which I think is a big sell here in a very conservative community. The, the, oh yeah, the, the military affiliation. And I think I think she's very smart. And I say one more thing. I know you. Uh, you've got to go. She does not, and she said this. She doesn't uh, uh, name her opponents by name. She never meant, never mentioned Joe. She didn't mention Kelly, and she didn't mention by name her the, the, the Democratic Kristen, uh, the Democratic yeah Kirsten Cinema. Uh, yeah, she 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 said she's been told by her handlers not to mention the, her opponents by name. And so again, she she, she never, can't she can't think for herself. Her handlers had to tell her she, that she she never meant she never mentioned anyone by by name. Hmm. So, it, nor did she mention you by name, except then when she said, "Oh, God bless Garrett." Yes, God, God bless Garrett. Let him think what he wants. I've got a message to get out, and I'm doing I'm doing the best I can. And, wow! And she took the next question. That's cool that so, I'm living it, in her it, head rent free. I'm enjoying that. It's it's yeah, nice. She's, she's pretty. She's, she's she's quite deft. She's she's good. She's very enthusiastic and kept kept people interested. And she's a good good talker. But this, so, so is Kelly. I yeah. think both of them are very. Very uh, proficient and uh, uh, capable people. Okay, but there was nothing really that like made you. She no, nothing gripping, no issue where she's like no, no, nothing, no, n- nothing. Now, okay, nothing. Do, do you do you support her or do you support Kelly Ward? I think I would vote for Kelly Ward. Okay, after after seeing both, and also we went to, to Joe yeah. and also you, and I would see uh, it would be it would be Kelly Ward primarily because of Kelly's availability. I, I just was at Monday. I mean, within a half hour or so, she was on the program with you, and she speaks directly to the issues. Yes, she does. I really, I really respect her for that. Yes, she and does. I, 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 her heart is in it. Did Mark? Did, did Mark? Sally said those, yeah. that she's been running for Senate for three years. That's Wait, Mc, she just says, yeah. Sa- she's been running for three years now, so you know it's about time. Mick Sally said she was running for Senate for three years. That, that Kelly was. Her, she didn't mention. Oh, well, she Kelly. doesn't say Kelly, okay. but she, she said her opponent. 
it has been running. She has been so. She's the only female opponent. I've been running for three years now. Did Mar- did so, did Martha did Martha mention yesterday that she has ovaries? She did. She did. She actually did. She, the, the 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 lead up to that was, you know, she's she you know the expression is she got got them by the you know you know what gonads the testicles yeah yeah but but she, rather than that she said I got them by the ov- she got them by the ovaries she and, said that uh, she did say that I got them by the ovaries yeah uh, and uh, it got it drew a laugh but she did say that of course she did yeah. of course she yeah. did did she did she say she's after taking on the terrorists she's not afraid of liberals in Congress. Mm, never, no, no. Okay. no, she was busy talk, telling about telling us about her 8 10 experiences. Mm, okay, that's all we need. Oh, you get the you get the gist, right? We'll have that whole call up uh, after the show on my page at knst.com, on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. I'll tweet it out. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Like me and follow me on Facebook. It's all there. What do you think about that, by the way? No answer. 880-KNST, 880-5678. We have fun with this because we can. Uh, yeah, she was on my show the last time, what was it, three years ago. The last time she was on the show was three years ago, uh, well, I'd say two and a half, maybe, a little, almost two and a half, when uh, Trump said, and he's, it was a candidate, December 2015, he said he wanted a Muslim ban. And she, her office contacted me and said she'd like to talk to you about, uh, you know, A-10 and stuff. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. So, of course, I asked her about the Muslim ban, and the travel ban, and what is she doing? Does she agree and everything else? And she gave the most gobbledygook answers of all time, and it was just, you know, a committee and a, and a study session and a this and a that and blah, 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 blah. Um, and that was the last time she was on the show. That was the last time. So, uh, of course, look, it's my ego and it's entertaining and it's a show, but geez, really? I think it's just great. You know, she didn't want to mention me by name, and she wouldn't have mentioned me. Nothing would have been said. She, she, my handlers tell me I shouldn't say my opponents by name. What are they, terrorists? What are they afraid of? Are they school shooters? What does that even mean? What's going on? Anyway, you can comment if you like. 880-KNST, 880-5678. It's a good thing that she blesses me without really meaning it. When when Martha says, God bless Garrett, it really means, I hate Garrett. Like, when God bless Garrett, it means, I hope Garrett, like, falls down and breaks something. I would never say that like that. Not to my face. God bless (laughs) All right, we'll continue. Uh, we have to get to the story also about a school sending home second graders with information about white privilege. And a black mom is upset because wait till you hear what her, uh, her child said to her. Oh, boy. It's coming up. Morning ritual. Garrett Lewis, don't go anywhere. Stay with me. Back in five, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. 828, thank you for hanging out. Sunny 90 today, 57. Oh, no, it's it's more than 57. I have to up, I have to refresh. Oh, my gosh. 62. That changes everything <laughs> in your day. Get uh, the booty short. Exact. Oh, easy. What? Now, it's supposed to be the 90s for the next few days, but then next Friday they're saying mid-70s. But by that, by next Friday, it'll be 92. Uh, I'm predicting that right now. Uh, it's true. I'm going to get the Daisy Dukes uh-huh, out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, by the way, I have some great videos uh, on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio, also at knsd.com. We'll play it again. This guy goes crazy. Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, they're thinking about getting rid of their gun and knife show because of the Florida shooting. And one guy went nuts at the grid. Not, not nuts in a crazy way, in an epic, awesome way, owning them. Owning them about how stupid it is for that trying to do gun control. We'll get to that at 9.10 this morning. I have the video already up there, though. But how about this? Imagine your second grader comes home with information given to the second grader, your kid, about white privilege. 
It's like it just never stops, does it? It never frigging stops. This happened in North Carolina. What's up with North Carolina? Hunter Magnet Elementary School. Now, this is where it gets even better. I'm telling you, well, let's get back to normalcy. Uh, apparently, school officials sent home kids with a flyer on white privilege. On white privilege. As a matter of fact, there's actually an 11-point guide titled Understanding Race, Racism, and White Privilege. And her second grader, her son's eight years old. She's like, what the hell is this crap? And you know the best thing? She's black. And she's like, this is a bunch of garbage. This is a bunch of crap. Listen to this story. This is from a local uh, TV station out there in North Carolina. ABC 11, listen to this. On one side includes statistics about white representation in government, mm. the military, media, and the classroom. Pause it. On the other... El- For second graders. Second graders. Let's continue. On the other, it lists examples of white privilege in society. Yes. My son comes home to me and asks me, Mommy, are white people better than me? That giant wow. question still leaves Fabon emotional. It's something she feels shouldn't be of concern to an eight-year-old. No. He's not looking at the color of your skin. He's not looking at your hair, your eye color, what you're wearing. No. He wants to play with you because... That's what children do. They play with each other. A district spokesperson tells us this information is sent to parents by the school's PTA and is not Uh, part of the in-class curriculum. Okay. Off-camera, multiple members of the PTA say it's part of an 11-step guide aimed at parents focusing on racial equity in society. While Paban says she only received step three, which focuses on white privilege, the PTA notes that steps are sent home weekly, emailed to parents, and posted to the PTA Facebook page. On the top of the sheet is a brief letter explaining the program to parents. It notes in part that the initiative is, quote, focusing on generating awareness and empathy to create a safe and equitable hunter community. What? Other steps include explore a case study of racism, the criminal justice system, and ways to fight and heal racism. Yes. Parents are given the option to opt out of such readings, which Paban has since done. The PTA says overall they've received overwhelmingly positive feedback Mm. on the initiative. Really? Boy, I can't wait for the bake sale. Yeah, it's awesome. No white cake. (laughs) (laughs) Just chocolate. And we're going to charge more. No, no, have white and chocolate, and you charge more for chocolate just to make it fair. Uh, Okay. Right? I'll pay it. I love chocolate. So do I, actually. I guess I'm racist in that aspect. Like, I totally want chocolate. Like, my son, too. My white son with his white privilege chooses to eat chocolate ice cream over vanilla ice cream. And on top, his white privilege is so prevalent, not only does he want chocolate ice cream, he wants chocolate syrup with chocolate chips on it. So it's like... Triple, triple, triple chocolate. Don't give me that white stuff. I like them. Don't want it. I like it too. Damn. <laughs> but it's true. Now get this. Um, the fly. You'd hear of this, right? The flyer again was begin to a, to an eight year old. Begin to understand the concept of white privilege. And it literally says, "Here's a paradox: white dominates the culture, from our government leaders to our professors to our media stars." Yet for the most part, for too many white Americans, whiteness remains unexamined. What does it mean to be white? Let's have that discussion. Read that first line again. Sorry. White dominates the culture from our government leaders to our professors to our media stars. Yet for the most part, too many white Americans, whiteness remains unexamined. Didn't say sports stars, did they? No. Damn it. Here goes the privilege. Uh, Just not You know what's crazy? Do you remember... Eddie Murphy coming to America. Yes. Playing white guy, playing all kinds of guys, playing yes. everything. Remember he did that, that skit on Saturday Night Live when he was he, they dressed him up as a white guy to go ride the train? 
You ever see that on no. Saturday Night Live? No. Oh, yeah. I saw him as Gumby. Well, that too. He's green then. That's totally different. No. But that, that could never happen today. It was funny then. Ugh. Um, it's just it's just insane. Anyway, we'll continue. You can comment if you'd like. This is where it's going. We we have this this white privilege. Give it second graders eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. Uh, there's that. Plus, oh yes, we have to get to Jimmy Kimmel. Is Jimmy Kimmel now racist? He made fun of Melania. And if it was the other way, well, it would be probably racist. Did you hear about this, how he made fun of Melania Trump? He mo- oh, boy. We'll get to that coming up right now on KNST. Here's Fox. Normally, you'd be pretty upset if another guy was stimulating your wife. But in a strange way, you like it. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yes. Just ask your wife. Do it. Tie 842. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, Trumpsters put National Guard on the border. Pentagon says we're working at ways to expand border duties. We're looking at it. We're working with the White House. We're working with Homeland Security. They want the military to do more. Wow. Okay, we'll find out what that is. Second thing, and by the way, Secretary Mattis, Mad Dog, he's he's involved. Second thing that I think you need to know, that caravan of migrants apparently has disbanded. The Trumpster said it's mostly disbanded. Uh, poor kids are getting sick, diarrhea, vomiting, you name it. They want to put them on that train to take them up to the border. Uh, so the organizers, the people without borders, they have said, we're done. We're done. Uh, but I don't know if I trust it. There are some migrants that forget that we're going. So who really knows what's going to happen? I really do not trust Mexico when it comes to this stuff. I mean, do you? Third thing, I think you need to know Martha McSally. Yesterday at Saddlebrook Republican Club, first question asked to her, when are you going to go on Garrett Lewis's show? When are you going to reschedule? Oh, did she get mad? No, God bless him. I'm, I'm too busy to go on his show. I got to get out my message. Genius. Uh, second question asked her, when are you going to debate Kelly Ward and Joe Arpaio? When are you going to accept that? And she said, when the debate, when the ballot is finalized, which whatever that means. I don't know. You know that is? Do you know anything? Anything? Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Three things I think you need to know. All right. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Once again, taking shots, Melania. Isn't this funny, by the way? I didn't watch Roseanne. Did you watch Roseanne? I didn't watch Roseanne. I, I don't have time. At this stage of my life, I don't have time yet to just... It's just one of those things. Nothing against Roseanne. People are watching, and I've seen highlights here and there, and I know it's going to happen. I just I just don't have time, man, between my, my eight-month-old going through ISR training where we, we, we gently hand him to an expert, and like my mother who just you know gave me to somebody who dropped me in the water. Uh, ISR? Yes. Inter- International Space Research? Exactly. Oh. So he doesn't drown in the pool. He oh. falls in. Um, we have that. We have my son's baseball. It's just getting crazy now. We're, we've now morphed into that family. But Roseanne is there. People are flipping out. Rob Reiner. Oh, Roseanne is nothing but propaganda for Trump. She's a Trumpist in real life and it's propaganda. Oh my. They're like so scared of one freaking TV show. You have like entire networks with sitcoms, dramas, news that are against Trump. And they're worried about one freaking show. You have the Oscars. You have Hollywood. The movies. The award shows. They all bash Trump for three straight hours. 
and conservative anything for three straight hours. They're worried about one freaking show. They're so touchy. They're so sensitive. That's how scared they are. Right? That's how scared they are. So they're flipping out over this stuff. I mean, every late night show, Jimmy Kimmel, Colbert, Fallon, Seth Meyers, the British guy that I can't understand a thing he's saying, they're all anti-Trump. And they were about Roseanne. Really? There's a break in the lockstep. Yeah, I mean, but it, but it's just, are you guys that frightened? Oh, my God. One, Yeah, one chink in the armor. And then all of a sudden, oh, there goes our stranglehold. Are they worried that you're going to have some greedy capitalistic people in Hollywood? Yeah. <laughs> stranglehold. They worry they're going to have like one, one person that's going to just uh, realize, man, we can make a lot of money if we do it more like this instead of all bashing Trump. We should do it. Really? First off, they're, they're not going to do it that way. Cracks me up, man. Cracks me up. So here's another example of it. Jimmy Kimmel, this is not a sitcom. Jimmy Kimmel literally goes after Melania for being a foreigner. Listen to this. And of course, no White House Easter celebration would be complete without story time from our first lady. Never stop exploring. Because life would be boring. Be clever and curious. Pause it. Just like a cat. She's reading stories, like he said, at, at the White House during the Easter egg celebration they had. She's re- First, she's reading kids' stories. And he's making fun of her for her accent. Listen to this. Keep, keep it going. Just like a cat. Ask lots of questions about this and that. <laughs> About these and that. Guillermo, you realize what this means? You could be first lady of the United States. Pause it. Guillermo's a Hispanic dude, and I guess has an accent. Hey, you can speak like her. You can be first lady. You know, I get called all kinds of names. You probably do, too. If we say everyone should that comes to America should speak English. You're a racist. This woman speaks five languages. Five. She learned English, and this moron, Kimmel, this fat little turd, is mocking her. He was fat. Now he's skinny. He is mocking her, making fun of the fat. She goes out of her way to learn our customs, learn our language, be an American, become an American, and he is making fun of her for it. And if I said to Jimmy Kimmel, hey, Jimmy, I think people that come here should speak English. You racist jerk. What do you? Th- why would you think that? Are you serious right now? Can you imagine if someone on the right, big talk show host, who knows, made fun of someone for their accent, what would happen to them? He wasn't finished, by the way. Let's continue. And it only got better from there. Dream big and remember to follow your heart. Believe in yourself because you are really so smart. When you grow up and do all that you do, the most important thing is just to be you. That's the end. (laughs) Wow. What a bunch of tolerant people, right? Open everything. Oh, yeah. She she comes here. She learns the country. She learns the language. She learns her customs. And uh, since she's married to Trump, she's a friggin' moron. Yeah. Charles, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. 
Thank you, Garrett. Uh, Roseanne is not a chink in the armor. Roseanne is someone finally stood up and said the emperor has no clothes. The group think of Hollywood, the solid wall, everybody in the country is with us. They're all against Trump. Trump is terrible. And said, no, he's not. Yeah, I, I know I'm with you on that. But the point is also is that they are literally freaking out over one show. They have every other show, every other sitcom, every other everything. And this one show, they're scared of it. They're afraid. That's because this one show showed there are a lot of people that agree with it. Eggs, I mean, Trump, yep. yeah, Trump's appeal to me from the very beginning was that I looked at my wife and said, he's saying what I'm saying, except he's saying it where people hear it. Yep. And that's, and that. that's what, Rose, yeah, Roseanne is saying what a lot of people are saying. And Hollywood was like this solid wall. No Trump, never. Mm -hmm. And she came along and said, wait. <laughs> yeah, not so fast. Not so fast. Again, it's all about relatability, isn't it? it would, Trump was relatable to most of America because, well, again, he was saying what we were thinking. Most of America, across party line, across ethnicity, everything else, people were saying the same damn thing. Why, why are we letting a whole bunch of illegals in here? It makes no sense. We got to pay for health care, all this other stuff. They're gaming the system. This is ridiculous. Keep it down wages. It's ridiculous, right? Jobs are leaving. Politicians are getting richer. We're getting screwed. This is ridiculous. He came out and said it's there. Roseanne goes on, I think the show a couple nights ago, whatever it was, it was about political correctness, right? And, and then about spanking your kid and it being okay to spank your kid. And, and that's what she did. Her, her daughter's daughter, maybe it was her granddaughter, had a mouth on her and, the, and her daughter wouldn't discipline her. So Grandma Roseanne came in and did it herself. Did it herself. And by the end of the episode, the kid was acting and behaving normally. Better with respect. 852 will continue. Thank you for the uh, call, Charles. I appreciate it. It's KNST. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. <laughs> uh, too much. Too much. How you doing? It's 908. It's Thursday. It's April 5th. And it's your morning ritual. It's what you do. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating. Talk. President Trump. First thing I think you need to know. President Trump sending National Guard troops to the southern border. And it's more than just that. He's also working with the, uh, well, the Defense Department. General Mattis, Pentagon. They're all working together with Homeland Security to figure out how they can use the military more on the southern border. This is serious. This is, I don't think this is going to be like... The old Bush-Obama things where they just kind of sat there pushing paper and whatever. But we'll have to see. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, how about this? Doug Ducey, his plan. Let's do this one. The Ducey plan uh, that he has so far to keep schools safer. He now wants to have 100, he wants to add 100 school resource officers. So 100 police officers to campuses at a cost of, I think, $11 million dollars. Uh, 100. Now, remember, we did the story a couple days ago. At TUSD alone, I think they have 19 school resource officers for 82 or 87 campuses, 87 schools. So what's 100? Is there, I mean, are there going to be a lot of schools that don't have them? I mean, and again, there are some Republicans that say this isn't good enough. We need, this is, we, we need teachers, staff, whatever. If they want to go through training, they should be allowed to, to carry because that's where the real protection is. Deucey's dead set against that. 
Third thing, I think you need to know, Martha McSally was at Saddlebrook yesterday in a caller. Richard let us know. He was the first to ask a question. She gave her spiel. She's like, all right, questions from the audience. And the first question, man, oh, man, did she regret this. Richard gets up there and he says, hey, when are you going to reschedule your interview to be on Gary Lewis's show? And I'm sure if Martha could shoot lasers out of her eyes, she would have just destroyed poor Richard. But she said, God bless Garrett. Oh, and I said, did she mean it? We got to find that just one sound. Did she mean it? No. <laughs> he, he can think what he see. You know, he thinks and says what he says. I'm too busy to go on his show getting out my message. Again, think about that. She's too busy to go on a radio show that communicates to tens of hundreds of people. <clears throat> hundreds of dozens of people. I just like saying that. Uh Apparently, you are not part of the message that she wants uh, to to give. There you go. She's too busy getting out her message. Second question, by the way, and this was great. When are you going to get uh, to the de- answer the debates? Uh, answer the question. Debate Kelly Ward and Joe Arpaio. So the first two questions are what I uh, asked people to ask yesterday. So thank you very much over there at Saddlebrook. I will not make fun of old people for thirty eight seconds. Three things I think you need to know. Seriously, that was awesome. And by the way, that call will be, uh, Ryan will put it up, we'll, we'll stick it up, it'll be probably by 10.30 this morning up at KNST.com and my Facebook page, I'll post it there. My iHeart channel, it'll be there, iHeartRadio.com, search Garrett Lewis. This is just epic stuff. I love it. So good. When it hits, isn't it so good when it hits your ears? Now, something else that was so good when it hit your ears, it hit my ears. Uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. You want to talk about uh, making Tucson look smart. The Greensboro, North Carolina Town Council, right? Their city council, after the Florida shooting. These geniuses came up with an idea. You know, maybe we should uh, cancel the gun and knife show that happens at our convention center. Really? So people got pretty upset. They got very upset, actually, and they showed up to the meetings. And I have a a clip on my page. I put it up there, KNST.com. I think it's on my Facebook. If not, I'll put it up there. Um, People were mad. What do you mean? I mean, just some nut job goes there and shoots a bunch of people. I can't go buy a gun. I can't go buy a knife. And let me tell you, um, and I compare this to here locally. If you remember eight years ago when SB 1070 was happening, Gabby Salcedo Mercer, very nice lady, salt of the earth, uh, legal immigrant, totally for SB 1070. She literally destroyed the Tucson City Council as to why it was needed. It went viral. It was everywhere. She did a great job. This, what you're about to hear, reminded me of that. It's just concerned citizen, Mark Robinson. Very upset. Do I have to say that he's black? I hate looking at the color of things. It shouldn't be. But, you know, the media wants you to think that the only people that would be against this kind of stuff are just, you know, the... uh, the white privileged males in society that are NRA members and love Trump and don't want, you know, according to Hillary, black people to have rights and, you know, women to work or what you know, that. So this doesn't fit the narrative. But you know what I'm saying? I know you're laughing. You I'm know laughing what I'm saying? The, the women to work. Well, who doesn't yeah. want women to work? I, I want women to work all the time. Why do I have to always provide? So, yeah. <laughs> just thinking out loud. Uh huh. Thank you. Okay. So. This gentleman steps up to the mic because he's just like, I'm, a, I'm just a citizen. And I left it. I can't even cut it up. I have to let you listen to the whole thing because it's that good and it flies by. He didn't write anything down. He didn't prepare. He just spoke from the heart and the brain. And it was awesome. He's very upset that they might cancel a gun and knife show. 
and whatever other gun control they're thinking of. Listen to Mark Robinson. The video's on my page at KNST.com. Here we go. Uh, I didn't have time to write a fancy speech. I didn't have time to, you know, I didn't have the, the resource of an English teacher to sit down and write a speech with at school today and be, you know, bought over here or practice or anything. What I really came down here for is this. Uh, I've heard a whole lot of people in here talking tonight about this group and that group and domestic violence and blacks, these minorities and that minority. What I want to know is, when are you all going to start standing up for the majority? And here's who the majority is. I'm the majority. I'm a law-abiding citizen who's never shot anybody, never committed a serious crime, never committed a felony. I've never done anything like that. But it seems like every time we have one of these shootings, nobody wants to blame, put the blame where it goes, which is at the shooter's feet. You want to put it at my feet. You want to turn around and restrict my right, constitutional right that's spelled out in black and white. You want to restrict my right to buy a firearm and protect myself from some of the very people you're talking about in here tonight. It's ridiculous. I don't think Rod Serling could come up with a better script. Mm. It does not make any sense. The law-abiding citizens of this community and many communities around this country, we're the first ones taxed and the last ones considered and the first ones punished when things like this happens because our rights are the ones that are being taken away. That's the reason why I came down here today. Gun show or no gun show, NRA or no NRA. I'm here to stand up for the law-abiding citizens of this community because I'm going to tell you that what's going to happen. You can take the guns away from us all you want to. You all write a law, I follow the law, I'll bring my guns down here, I'll turn them in. But here's what's going to happen. The Crips and the Bloods on the other side of town, they're not going to turn their guns in. They're going to hold on to them. And what's going to happen when you have to send the police down there to go take them? The police can barely enforce the law as it is. It's what I see. We demonize the police, criminalize and, and, and vilify the police, and we make the criminals into victims. And we're talking about restricting guns? How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that when the police department's already hamstrung? You're not going to be able to go down here and take these guns from these criminals. So the criminals are going to hold on to their guns. They're still going to have them. They're still going to break in my house, and they're still going to shoot me with them. And guess who's going to be the one that suffers? It's going to be me. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, it is not going to happen without a fight. And when I say fight, I don't mean shots fired. I don't mean fist thrown. I mean I'm going to come down here to this city council and raise hell just like these loonies from the left do until you listen to the majority of the people in this city. And I am the majority. The majority of the people in this city are law-abiding, and they follow the law, and they want their constitutional right to be able to bear, to bear arms. They want to be able to gun go to the gun show and buy a hunting rifle or a sport, a sport rifle. There are no military-grade weapons sold, showed, uh, sold at the uh, gun show. An AR-15 is not a military-grade weapon. Anybody that would go into combat with an AR-15 is a fool. It's a semi-automatic 22 rifle. You'd be killed in 15 minutes in combat with that thing. So we need to dispel all these myths, and we need to drop all this, all this division that we got going on here. Because the bottom line is, when that Second Amendment was written, whether the framers liked it or not, they wrote it for everybody. And I am everybody. And the Lord Biden citizens of this city are everybody. And we want our rights, and we want to keep our rights. And by God, we're going to keep them. Come hell or high water. Oh, 
Holy smokes. You know, Obama needed a teleprompter. That was totally off the cuff. That made Trump look bad. Totally off the cuff. Seriously. That was so well spoken, so well thought out. When And it was from the heart. And you don't want to give emotional speeches, but it was from the heart. And when you know the facts and you believe in it, and you're confident, you say it. Now, how can people say that he's wrong? That was absolutely fantastic. The media will focus on the possibility of uh, this city council in Greensboro, North Carolina, banning a gun show because of a school shooting in Florida instead of actually dealing with the facts that that guy presented. Bad people don't follow laws. I mean, it was right there. The Crips, the gang members, they're not going to turn in their guns. I'll turn in my guns. I'm law-abiding. That's what you want. It's not going to make anybody safer. That was epic. Absolutely epic. It's on my Facebook page. People are commenting. They're sharing it. Um, you, you can't counteract that. It's impossible. You can, uh, you can comment on it if you'd like. 880-KNST. 8805678 it is there for you man oh man oh man just unbelievable um i have an update for you on nafta is it going to happen oh boy guess who's talking about it now mm-hmm. we'll get to uh, we'll get to the nafta stuff i also have to get you a a quick story i always find these entertaining and frustrating at the same time uh the government spending our money to teach people something oh really that's great We'll get to that coming up. Your reaction, KNST back and forth, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. What's up, 924? Sunny high 90 today. 90. Yeesh. What do you expect? Supposed to drop down to the uh, mid to upper 70s next Friday, but who knows what's going to happen by then. I just like saying that. 69 outside right now. Um, again, I have that, uh, that video on my Facebook page. Comment. I'd love to see it. And I, there was no way I could ever cut that up into sound bites. I had to play. It was four minutes. Didn't seem like it was four minutes, did it? It's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow it, and then I'd love to hear what you have to say on it. Uh, and actually, see what you have to say on it. Uh, let's start right now with Chad. Chad, welcome to KNST. Hello, Chad. Chad. Goodbye, Chad. Chad lied to Ryan. That's just too bad. Some emails, and I'll get more of your calls. Just be patient. Ryan's talking to you. 880-KNST, 880-5678. I like this one. A wise man speaks. Finally, a man speaking the truth. Thanks for playing it. You're welcome. You are, I mean, again, it's it's one of those comments, one of those rants where it was just, it's literally epic. And you know what's funny? Somebody just commented eight minutes ago when I was playing this. Oh, listening to this guy live on your show now, Garrett, man, it's totally nailing it. It's what all of us are thinking. It's the Trump effect, man. It's amazing what you could do to be honest. And that's that's the difference. Sure, you could tell Trump's honesty and what he wanted to do. Our illegal immigration is so bad. It's, it might hurt some people's politically correct ears, but we're sick of that crap, aren't we? So Trump says this stuff. This guy says this stuff. That's why when we look at someone like Martha McSally, who is so poll-tested, Got to follow the rules. Don't say anything that may offend people, may not offend people, that kind of stuff. You're looking at them and they're like, man, you're just disingenuous. I just can't trust you. Why can't you just be real? Don't give me these gobbledygook answers. I know you're full of it. Don't give me these, you know, hemming and hawing and all this other stuff. I just, I don't get it. 
And that that's why, you know, when she goes to Saddlebrook and says what she says and does what she does, it's it's uh it's flipping frustrating, isn't it? It's it's frustrating because we we know you're full of crap. The the era of politicians being full of crap is over. Like we call you on it. And we might have to take some lumps. Listen. I'm just telling you. God forbid Martha beats Kelly. Now, Kelly's much more formidable this time. She's got the backing Ed Rollins, Sebastian Gorka, Rand Paul. I mean, these are, these are people that have lots of respects and a lot of, if I could steal this from the media, gravita. Gravita. That's what they have, gravitas. They have gravitas. They have, like, you know, something with them. But if, God forbid, Martha wins, you can't have Kirsten Cinema in there. You got to take the best you can. Would you rather eat two pounds of dog poop or 10 pounds of dog poop? That's the question. You'd rather eat, if you're forced, at some point you're going to eat dog poop, right? You'd rather eat two than 10. You'd rather eat two than 10. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Greg, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey. Hey. I caught you this morning early uh, when the reception was thin coming in. I live over here in eastern Arizona, down okay. in the Cochise County. All right. And, Thank uh, you. But I just got to listen to a clear interpretation of your recording of that gentleman at the city council meeting yep. concerning the gun shows and such. And I'm telling you, man, I want to thank you guys for playing that, and I want to thank him for being there. He speaks for so many, if not millions of people in this country, and I just I want to thank you for playing that. I know it's four minutes long, but that, like you said, it didn't seem like that, and no. I could have listened to it further. I mean, I'm t- and- that, that's all he said. That was it. He gave his piece, and he was gone. But, I mean, think about this again. He got up there. I didn't have time to write a fancy speech or anything else, and... I mean, there was nothing in front of him. There was no, no, nothing was scripted. He was just, he just said what he felt, you know. And again, you look at a guy, remember Obama? Remember when he was in an elementary school, I think a fifth grade classroom or something like that, and he was speaking to the kids, they set up teleprompters for him. Yeah. Teleprompters. Well, you know? that's the difference from speaking from your heart. Yeah. And you can tell. You yeah. can tell the truth when somebody speaks from, the, from their heart. They make sense. Yeah, they, they do. don't stutter. Nope. It comes out clear and simple, and I just applaud him, and I applaud you. Well, thank you very much. I applaud the the majority of people in Tucson and in the state and in this country because we are the majority no matter what skin color we are. Yeah. We are the law-abiding citizens and constitutionalists of this country, and we want our country back. That's what it do. We're Americans. That's That's what it comes down to. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't... But that's why... You would never, the media is probably not going to you know, do much with this guy anyway because he doesn't fit the narrative that they want to push. But nope. I tell you, but- I mean, it's, it's just he doesn't, he doesn't fit the narrative. They don't want to show it. And I thought it was very important to show it because, you know, the, the image that they want you to see and us to see, we're over the media. They, we've, real, we've caught on to the fact that they want, they want to control what we believe and influence what we believe to what they want. And we've, we've caught on to that. And then when you, you see a guy like this, who doesn't fit, you know, generally the only people that get mad at stuff like this are going to be the angry white NRA Trump guys. Doesn't work that way, yep. you know? Doesn't work that yep. way. Greg, man, well, thank, thank you for listening out there in Bisbee, man. I appreciate it, brother. 
Hey, thank you, man. You guys are doing a great job. Love listening to you. Keep the power up, man. Well, it's great. <laughs> I will try. Thank you. Unfortunately, the power only comes up when the sun comes up, but you know, you can always download the iHeartRadio app, listen to us there. Thank you very, very, very much. Uh, by the way, The Rock. You know The Rock? He said he was a Republican. This guy. I mean, there, there's, there's something going on. I think there are some political consultants that don't like Trump. They hate Trump. But they see how Trump won. And for some reason, they think that it was the celebrity factor. I bet you a lot of the people that voted for Trump never saw him on The Apprentice. Again, I can't tell you this enough. My wife would love The Apprentice. She's a very... Very good business mind, and she just thought it was entertaining and interesting to learn from it to see what people would do for business in that aspect, right? And she respected Trump for that. I couldn't stand it. I'm like, God, oh, this this sucks. I don't care about celebrities. I don't care about this stupid crap. Whatever. This is dumb. I like Trump because of what he said when he came down that escalator, right? I like Trump before that when he would talk about how our politicians are stupid, stupid with these dumb trade deals and everything else. The Rock. Right? The Rock, the wrestler and the actor, he claims to be a Republican. He tried to get some pub for his movie Jumanji. And he said he didn't vote. He couldn't stand Trump. He's more of a centrist, stuff like that. All of a sudden, there's these stories now coming out how there are under-the-radar talks with political experts that are contacting The Rock about a serious White House run. He claims he's a Republican, but he's not. You know, he's against the idea of putting up a wall, all this other stuff. You know what it is? He likes to keep his money. That's what it comes down to. That's what I think. But apparently, it says here in the story, Republicans, Democrats, independents, mayors, others, uh, and others for the possibility they are... Rock is doing his homework, right? He's doing his homework shifting the professional gears from Hollywood icon to politician. Again, he is doing this stuff. He is taking calls. He said, he told Rolling Stone, I'm just soaking it in and listening, trying to learn as much as I possibly can. I entertain the thought about running for the White House in 2020. He said, I'm flattered by it. I feel like the best thing I can do now is give me years. Let me go to work and learn. Now, he said in this interview, he wasn't delusion in any way to think he can you know, absolutely, if Trump can do it, I can do it. Not, But he's thinking, he's getting phone calls. People are going to try to go with this celebrity factor, and we're not dumb enough to do that. Now, here's the thing about The Rock, who claims to be a Republican. He chose to not vote in 2016. Couldn't stand Hillary, didn't like Trump. In 2008 and 2012, you know who he voted for? Obama. How dumb can you be? Very dumb. Apparently very dumb. Apparently very dumb. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Got to get you that uh, story about the wasteful spending, what the government is paying for to teach people, which I'm like, what? Uh, that and just a little bit about this, uh, this Doug Ducey plan, about uh, just 100 school officers. We'll get to all that coming up and more reaction to this, uh, this great video. It's all coming up, 934 on KNST. Here's Fox. He gets you up, gets you going. He stimulates you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Well, see, 943. Interesting. Okay. three. We got some interesting calls. Three things I think you need to know very quickly here. Uh, number one, Trump is putting the National Guard on the border. 
Uh, but he's also working with uh, Secretary of Defense uh, Jim Mattis, the Pentagon. They're trying to figure out how to use more military to secure the border until the wall is up. Very interesting stuff. Second thing that I think you need to know, Doug Ducey said, I'm going to put, I want $11 million. I want 100 more police officers in schools, the school resource officers. Uh, but how many then don't? I mean, is 100 enough? Is that going to do it? A couple of big-time Republicans say we need more than that. We need the ability to uh, train teachers or staff, if they want, to carry concealed. Ducey's dead set against it. We'll see how this works out. Third thing I think you need to know is that Martha McSally doesn't like me very much. She was asked at Saddlebrook yesterday afternoon, first question when she opened to the public, first question, a listener named Richard, I know, he said, hey, in a very nice way, why haven't you rescheduled to go on Garrett Lewis's radio show? And she gave a very negative, well, God bless Garrett. I could hurt him, I would. And she said she's too busy getting out her message to go on my radio show. Think about that. She's too busy to get out her message to go on this radio show, which reaches dozens of people every day. Tens of hundreds. Dozens of dozens of thousands. Yes, it does. There's Martha. We'll put that call at up at KNST.com after the show, because it's that good. It's that good. I love it. Especially when I asked Richard, did she mean it when she said, God bless you? He's like, no. Stop whining. Shut up. All right. Uh, by the way, Justin Trudeau, really quick, has said that Na- uh, NAFTA is looking pretty good. He said there's a strong chance they could reach a deal. Maybe that's why Me- is Mexico going to step up the progress on border security. I don't know. Working dinner tonight. Working dinner tonight. So he says it's pretty good. Uh, let's go to uh, Herman. Is it Herman? Herman, are you there? Welcome to KNST. Our phone's not working. Hello? Herman. Herman? Herman. Uh, Did he we, get scared? It was kind of scratchy. Was it because he's yeah. down by the border? Yeah. Should we say what he said? Uh, yeah. Let's see if we get him called back. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting he stuff. He did hear our, our guy, uh, Mike, this morning. Okay. Then Mike, uh, the former uh, immigration officer. inspector yeah. and uh, and uh, special forces guy talking about the how basically some... In immigration inspectors, uh, people at checkpoints get paid off, turn the other way mm-hmm. to let people on through. Yeah. So he had a story about that, but he's down near the border, so may cut out. That or McSally got to him. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> Hang on. Shush. Oh, really quick. Mike, welcome to KNSD. Hi. Hi, Garrett. How are you doing? All right. What's up, Mike? Nothing. I just wanted to say that I think um, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, is probably one of the sharper uh, actors out there. So if he wants to go and and try for a run at the presidency sometime in the future, good for him. But you know, I don't know who's going to vote for him. But um, yeah, he's he's uh, got his head square on his shoulders, and I think if he wants to try for it, he might have an actual chance. But how can you actually say? I mean, I get it. He seems to be a smart guy, and he's really made it. But when you mm-hmm. admit that you voted for Obama twice, and you don't like Trump, and you don't want to secure the border. You really don't have much of a shot. I don't. I don't know if your head's really on your shoulders in that aspect. Yeah, on that aspect, I I don't think so. But as far as just his, you know, recognizability and the fact that he actually yep. might, uh, you know, think about these issues more than most of the others out there, especially a lot of the Democrats, mm-hmm. which, or uh, you know, other people you've had on there, Martha McSally. Anyway, um, yeah, I think he might actually have a chance to to get some kind of resonance with the people. I don't know how much, but you know, he might actually be able to pull it off. 
Well, we'll have to see. Or this could yeah. be more publicity for a movie of his. We'll have to see. All right, Mike, thank you very much. I appreciate uh, your phone call. Uh, really quick, uh, Washington Free Beacon has this story. I don't get it, but uh, and this is what bothers me. We're $21 trillion in debt, right? And this isn't that much, but still. The National Institutes of Health, that's a part of our federal government, spending $30,000 on a conference dedicated to teach people how to cook. How do we teach people how to cook? And you can only imagine what was going through my head when I saw the federal government uh, spending $30,000 on a conference that was dedicated to researching how to teach people how to cook. Uh, It was called Inauguration 2018 Research Day on Teaching Kitchens and Related Self-Care Practices, held by the Culinary Institute of America and the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. All right, so you have that. A teaching kitchen is essentially a home ec course they said all this other stuff. They got a $30,000 award from the National Institute of Health. And apparently there was a presentation by the director of food at Google called The Idea of Learning How to Cook a Young and Emerging Field. Learning at, How have we survived this entire time on this planet? We spent $30,000 to have a dude come out and say, listen, learning how to cook is a young and emerging field. Ignore what your eyes tell you when you see restaurants up and down the streets and, you know, kitchens and homes with the ability to actually cook food. I mean, just ignore that. Ignore that. Now, I don't know if you're if you've noticed what I've noticed also, but I mean, Ryan and I are just examples of this, right? We're examples of this. Um, More men are cooking. Like, my wife and I will watch just to escape some stuff on HGTV. Don't hold it against me. You know you watch it, too. And when they go around the house, the guys are doing the cooking, right? The guys are doing the I think we're getting totally manipulated in this aspect. Now, if the government was going to spend $30,000 on ways that husbands can convince wives to get back in the kitchen and do their job, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'd even maybe up it to thirty-five. If they could do it while wearing lingerie, like how do you convince your wives to cook in lingerie and also maybe up to 40 if it's like convince them to cook in lingerie while at the same time not yapping at you, maybe 45, do all that, add in, make you a drink, 50, while they're doing all that, they give you a foot massage, 60, teach them when to just go away. It's not that, what, is that bad? That's the line? Really? No, I'm thinking I, I'd pay 70 if it was all that was included. You know, there must have been some, some kind of conference years ago, sponsored by the government when it was led by some kind of a random woman somewhere, that made it okay in society for our wives to guilt us and somehow trick us and manipulate us into cooking. It had to have happened. Like, I see this stuff, and it's, like, totally sexist. These, you watch HGTV, these house hunters, whatever shows they are, and they're like, oh, look at this kitchen. And the wife will make some kind of a joke. Yeah, it's look good for you. You're doing all the cooking. And I'm like, if a dude said that to his wife, it'd be like a sexist thing. He'd get slapped. But it's okay for the woman to say that to the man now, huh? Nothing? I don't know if my wife is listening right now. You're such a wuss. She already got me on the last thing Real I said. Good. Oh, she did? She was listening? Uh, either Tell she her to was stop. listening or her friends were See, listening. And let's they up turned to, me in. Let's up at the 75 grand so they don't listen to what we do at work. <laughs> <laughs> just at home. Yeah. Let's make it $80,000 so women could just answer to the snaps that we give. No? No? Maybe? 
How do I got a snap? You should be knowing what I'm thinking. How, how much is, does mind, mind reading cost? Mind control. They, they, they're getting just to that. They're getting just to that. What? what? Uh-huh. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Right. This, this is good. So there's more to this, by the way. Go on. Um, again, teaching people how to cook, teaching kitchens, all this stuff, right? You have all, all these things. Teaching kitchen. Teaching kitchen. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's good. It's young. It's, you know, people are wanting to know how to cook. Uh, really? No kidding. No crap. Um, it says here, teaching people how to cook can be expensive, according to the toolkit, which said uh, teaching kitchens can cost as much as a million bucks. You need a teaching kitchen? You know where I learn a lot of stuff? YouTube. My wife likes a particular kind of fish. I've never cooked it before. Had a pan roast salmon. One time she wanted sea bass. All right, how to cook sea bass. And I did it. It wasn't that hard. You don't need teaching kitchens. Give me a break. I guarantee you could type in like, you know, they, they cut very quickly and professionally. You probably had to cut, you know, this way, how to break. The, they, there's always a video of somebody out there doing it. My mom taught me. But I had an interest. Really? Because I wanted to eat good food. Did she also dress you in a skirt? <laughs> I crack myself. I'm gonna call my mom. She's gonna. I'm gonna call her later. Don't worry. Anyway, so uh, tell her to make me some Spanish rice. Oh God! Why Spanish? Anyway, because I can't do rice very well. So there was another presentation focused on the utility of the E button, a wearable computer that has a built-in camera and GPS tracking device. Also funded by the taxpayers, the University of Pittsburgh got a a, over one million dollar grant to create the E button during the Obama administration. They use the E button to observe how children prepare food. Cereal bowl, milk in. I mean, what? 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 They found the most common activity for nine-year-olds after observing them was, quote, browsing in the pantry or fridge. What a use of a million bucks. Few participants demonstrated any food preparation work beyond unwrapping of food packages and combining two or more ingredients. Actual cutting or measuring foods were rare. These are the test subjects between nine and 13. A million bucks to figure that out, huh? A million bucks. 953 will continue. It's KNSD. Station. How many troops for how long on Lisa Brady? Fox News. The Pentagon holds a briefing today amid many lingering questions about the president's plan to have soldiers help with border security. Fox's Rachel Sutherland live in Washington. Lisa, it's unclear at this point how many National Guard soldiers would be called up to go to the border, but we do know it will take them weeks to get there. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen says the administration is talking with governors in border states. Put out two tweets or so. A senior defense official says the plan is a work in progress as the National Guard looks for available units and equipment and gets ready to approach state governors for permission. Lisa. Thanks, Rachel. The president, meantime, on his way to West Virginia for a tax reform roundtable while Wall Street rallies. Right now, the Dow's up 284, overcoming the latest fear of a trade war with China for now. EPA chief Scott Pruitt remains under scrutiny over ethics concerns. Deputy White House spokesman Hogan Gidley. We're aware. And, uh, you know, we, we believe that some of these questions need to be answered. One issue, Pruitt's $50 a night deal to rent a room in a lobbyist's home when staying in Washington. An internal EPA review said that does not amount to a prohibited gift. A tour bus crashes on the way to the Masters. Fox's Evan Brown has this live. Elisa, at least a dozen people on the bus driving from Atlanta to Augusta, Georgia, are injured. And the driver is under arrest for being intoxicated after the bus flipped onto its side on Interstate 20. 
this morning. Police say the driver, Stephen Hoppenbrauer, ran off the road and then overcorrected, causing the bus to turn over. The passengers' injuries are said to be not severe, but many are being treated at area hospitals, Lisa. As for the golf, Eben, Australian Mark Leishman is the early leader at the Masters. Tiger Woods, four strokes back at his first Masters in three years. Fox News, fair and balanced.